Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast. Today we're going to be talking about something that is very important to me, mental health. Oftentimes mental health is overlooked and it shouldn't be. In the book Brain on Fire, Susanna Callahan is let down by the medical system when she is seeking help for her mental health illness. Despite the fact that she was showing clear symptoms of an illness, medical professionals refused to take her claim seriously. This highlights three of the biggest problems in the healthcare system today. Number one, there is a huge lack of knowledge on mental health. First of all, there is not enough known about her illness. However, the symptoms she was showing, for example, hallucination and aggression, are very common in other mental illnesses. Even if she wasn't diagnosed with the correct illness, I think it was important for doctors to at least acknowledge that there is an underlying issue in regards to mental health. In this situation, there is no diagnosis when there needs to be. However, there are instances where common experiences are being deemed as mental health issues. According to an academic journal by the Public Library of Science, there are many false diagnoses of mental health illnesses being reported. For example, many doctors are confusing shyness with a mental health disorder. However, this ends up undermining what mental health illnesses actually are. Being shy is completely different than having general anxiety disorder, for example. By labeling someone who is simply shy as mentally ill creates a dangerous mindset that makes mental health illnesses appear to be less serious than they are. Truly, in simple terms, There is just a lack of knowledge on the severity of mental illnesses and how to identify them. Problem number two is that there are disparities in healthcare. Although it was never mentioned in detail in the book, I have to wonder if a part of the struggle she went through was because of the issue she is facing and because of the fact that she was a young woman. In this scenario, Callahan was not taken seriously and doctors went as far to exaggerate her situation to make it seem that she was at fault for her symptoms. For instance, Dr. Bailey grossly exaggerated the amount that Callahan drinks in order to place the blame on her habits rather than her medical issue. I just have to wonder if it was because of the fact that it was a mental illness that she was not taken seriously. Lastly, doctors just do not have enough time. Callahan mentioned in the memoir that is It is difficult for doctors to get an understanding of the issue at hand when they are not given enough time to converse properly with the patients. And I have to say, I agree with this. It is hard to place the complete blame on the doctors when in reality, it's the system at fault. The number one goal of medicine should be to serve patients and to help them with the concerns they are facing. When there is an overload of patients and too few doctors to help them, it creates a problem for the overwhelmed doctors and the patients who are not getting the time they require to get help. So that was a lot of information. However, I think it is important to gain uh, gain a holistic understanding of the topic before I dive into my main uh, essential question. What is the effect of stigma on mental health treatment, socially and professionally? So what exactly is stigma? According to Merriam-Webster, stigma is defined as a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance. Just hearing the definition sounds terrible, imagine having to live with being stigmatized. When I first started researching this topic, I couldn't help but wonder where the stigma came from. 
Of course, the surface level answer would be that people associate those who deviate from quote unquote normal as weird and tend to avoid people who are different than them. But being completely honest, this doesn't really sound like a valid answer, at least to me. I was determined to find an answer that didn't justify shaming people because of their health. I mean, think about it. No one would ever joke about any physical illness. Why is it okay to joke about mental health illnesses? They affect people just as negatively and just as seriously. Anyways, I don't want to rant here, so let's go back to this question of where stigma is coming from. Through my research, I came across this encyclopedia about bioethics in which John Sadler brings up an interesting point. He used a bunch of fancy words that I had to look up in his explanations, so I'll try to make it more understandable. According to Sadler, the difference in how one treats people with physical illnesses and mental illnesses is due to identity and perception of self. For example, when a person is affected by cancer, tumors, or any type of physical illness, it is easier to separate the illness from a person's identity, making it easier to sympathize with them. However, many mental illnesses affect the perception of oneself. For example, schizophrenia can create a different reality for those who are affected by it due to the hallucinations and delusions. This, of course, affects the person's behavior. Unfortunately, to many people, schizophrenia becomes the key identity trait rather than the person's true personality. Same goes for other mental illnesses. A more common mental illness is depression. Because of the wide impact that depression can have on someone, it becomes very difficult to separate a personality with a disorder. Which, and I hate to be too unprofessional here, but to put it simply, it sucks. When it comes to getting treatment for mental health, stigma seems to affect the accessibility of getting treatment in two major ways. The first way is those who are affected are too ashamed to ask for help. According to Dr. Davey, 46% of adolescents who are affected by mental health illnesses were stigmatized by family, 62% by peers, and 35% by teachers and school staff. These numbers are alarming. Family, friends, teachers. These are the people that should be helping a person overcome obstacles, but the numbers prove otherwise. These people are only creating more hurdles to jump over. The second way is that because the stigma of mental health was so strong, there was not enough research conducted to properly understand these issues. In the olden days, people thought mental health illnesses were satanic and demonizing. And that was that. No research conducted. It was, hey, you have a mental illness? Hmm, okay, you are associated with a devil. That was the end of discussion. Crazy, right? This really stunted research development about these topics, causing the gross misunderstandings about mental health to this day. Let's go back to Susanna Callahan from Brain on Fire. She had an incredibly hard time finding a doctor who would take her illness seriously. And this woman lives in an advanced country with outstanding medical resources. If she had a hard time finding treatment, how difficult is it for people in lower socioeconomic classes or people who live in developing countries that do not have the resources to provide any treatment? Susanna, Susanna even asks in her memoir, and I quote, How many people throughout history suffered from my disease and others like it but went untreated? 
end quote. And it's a valid question. I don't understand why it was so hard for her to get treatment when she lives in such a medically advanced society. And I think it's something that she was questioning too, and that is why she wrote this memoir so she can make she can raise conversation about it and make it more understandable for people who are affected by it. So, societal stigma. Why is it having such a huge effect on treatment? Here are a couple of reasons. Number one, disrespectful jokes and labels about mental health. Language is very important and it is very crucial to keep a positive attitude when talking about mental illness. The more disrespect mental health gets, the less likely that people want to be associated with it due to the fear of being labeled as different. Number two, blaming the person. Just like you wouldn't blame someone for a physical illness, do not blame them for a mental one. A lot of mental illnesses are caused by neurological imbalances. It is out of their control. Rather than putting people down, we need to uplift them so they feel safe talking about their issues. Number three, not talking about it. Mental health conversations are often pushed under the rug, making mental health illnesses seem more intimidating. Raising conversation about this topic will normalize it and help people understand that it is not a big, scary thing to worry about. There is a lot of stuff in the medical system that needs fixing. Realistically, it is obviously very hard to go around to places and improve the quality of healthcare, but one thing that a lot of people can actively work on is helping to decrease the stigma of mental health. We need to do this so people who are affected can get the treatment they need without the fear of being stigmatized. So that brings me to the end of my podcast. I hope my podcast shows that stigmatizing mental health can have debilitating consequences and we all need to work on reducing the stigma. So thank you so much for listening to my podcast and um, have a nice day.